Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube Live Chat Poll of the Day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Gosh, it feels like Friday in here. I'm fine with it. Hi. Hi, Annie Fry. Oh, what, hello. We've, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's now it feels doing like a Monday. Great. Everybody's doing a great job. Everybody is on task, and mm-hmm. we are ready to go for a Friday. What is it about? Um, mute this. What is it about warm weather that makes me want to run? distances figuratively maybe literally but more figuratively can i ask you is this warm weather to you yes because i did not i I stepped outside and was a little surprised this morning it's relatively warm for february 55 degrees but compared to the last couple days i was a little disappointed you would be i would only run like a half mile in this if you go outside are you like oh uh does it make me want to run no i've never wanted to run in my life i said figuratively figuratively yes i I have been begging for the weather to break so that I can do outside stuff. I'm so very tired of doing inside stuff and being stuck inside. There's only, like, exercising is much more fun to ride a bike. It's See, mu- you want to run. Mm-hmm. Just do your version of it. I would it. rather do it outside than on a treadmill or on a I would just rather sit outside. Bike. I'm not I, really into the 
I gotta move. I yeah, I understand move. that. I, I have a big uh, bush in the front yard. You know what I did last weekend? Trimmed it. Look at you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I did that. I, nobody even asked me to. You I know, said, that needs trimmed. 12.07 on the Annie Fry Show, and I think we've hit our peak for the day. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I do too. You know what? I hit my peak last weekend when I trimmed that bush. It's all been downhill since then. Got to trim that bush. <laughs> I asked you this at like 2.40 yesterday, but I'm going to ask it now. Are you okay? No. No. <laughs> no. Is it is it oatmeal cream pie time? Oh, yeah. It's a Friday. It's always time. Joe DeVito is going to be on with us in about, I don't know, 17 minutes if my math is good. Uh, I I have to say, I've been, last night my husband and I were hosting a trivia night on Sunday. It's a trivia afternoon. Is there anything better than a trivia afternoon compared to a trivia night? Wouldn't you rather do trivia at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and have it done by 5? Never done a trivia afternoon. Wow. I don't think I have either. I, I am I am renovating the entire industry the industrial complex of trivia nights. No, I like that you're doing that because the one thing I don't like about trivia nights is that by about round eight, you're looking at the clock going. When is this done? Dang, we still got two more rounds. No, I. This is this. I am. It is bright and tight. I think I'm gonna like this trivia night. Yeah. Um, I'm hosting it with my husband, and the funds go to my son's eighth grade Washington D.C. trip, and. This is not an Alyssa Milano pitch for you to come because I think, I don't know, I'm, they're probably still accepting tables, but I don't know if we can accommodate. I don't know. I am sitting there with my husband last night, and pretty much everybody that's in my close orbit is going to be at this trivia night. I can't bounce anything off anybody. Hmm. Well, you could. You could. No. Brad was advocating last night, which was a big fat no. Yeah, she told me no. I said, you can bounce it off of me. No. Okay. Your best friend won't be there. Who's my best friend? My wife. Oh. You could bounce things off of her. My best best friend. Yeah, your best best friend. Yes. I have a lot of friends. They're average. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's great. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> why won't she come? She's so good, you almost forget about her. Is it because, why, why isn't she coming? She's got to watch the kids and we don't have a babysitter. They have babysitting. At the event? Yes. Well, you thought of everything. I know. That's what I do. Yeah, I'm amazed you didn't think that she would think of everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. Then never mind. Don't talk to do her. Do you have another spot at the table? Uh, that would so. make nine. No, is it eight at a table? That's what you said. Yeah, it's eight at a table. Sorry. Okay. Well, there's never one mind. solution here. You're another staying table. at home. No. <laughs> yes, in July. Yes, another table. <laughs> another table of of my best friend and uh, your kids. Yeah, they'd probably do all right. I I would love to get your thoughts on the Annie Fry YouTube channel about trivia nights and what makes them great and what makes them awful. Because I have strong opinions on this. I have hosted these before. I've raised five figures at Trivia Nights before that we've hosted. I think the great thing about Trivia Nights is that depending on how you do it, you can have very minimal overhead. You can also have a lot of investment in it. And then it's like, what are you doing if you're just trying to raise funds? This is, this is literally just send, send some kids to Washington, D.C. for three days or whatever. I want to know your thoughts on Trivia Nights and what makes them enjoyable and what things you want me to avoid subjecting the people who have come to give us their money, too. Do you have anything off the top of your head? I do. What? I hope you're not doing this, though. Oh, I, if you are, there's still time. Okay. I'm going to write all these things down. Don't, well, I shouldn't say don't do this, but if you do a 50-50 raffle, tell people ahead of time you can't donate it back. Because if you don't, you will sell less tickets because a lot of people will buy it, not buy, thinking... You think that there's more money to be made... There's more money to be made if you say this is 
not donatable. That's a lot. A lot of times, that's why they do like a wheelbarrow full of booze and stuff like that. We're not doing 50-50. Okay, good. Cross that one off. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I have to ask the the chief fundraiser if we are, but I don't think we are. There's at some point. There's like you've asked. At at some point, you need to just say, "This is the goal we have left. If you'd like to help some of these kids get to Washington D.C., just Man, this is how you do it." My respect. My respect. You've got it figured out. You have to keep the focus on the goal, and the goal is to raise funds for these kids. It's not to shake people dry on the way out, especially if you have. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. If you have, if you have, let's say, twenty tables in a school gym, and I've done forty table <sighs> trivia nights at an American Legion where there's beer and beer tickets and huge silent auctions and everything. That was the five figure one that we did. Um, there's different ways to do all of that, but you got to keep your focus on what the goal is. These are the people who are here because they care about the kids who are going on the DC trip and their grandmas and grandpas. They've already bought the trinkets and the widgets and the, the baked goods and all of that stuff all year that you've been selling. And they're here again. At some point, just give them the opportunity to say, this is what I can do. And, and, be grateful. Mm-hmm. Just like our government. Mm-hmm. You're setting the bar real high. Now that when we show up, I'm going to be like, oh, man, she forgot about that. I think that um, Monday, I would like you to do a review of my trivia night. Yeah, I will. I was planning <laughs> on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you were. Wiggins America. <laughs> a public a public review of a fry hosted because my husband gets 50% of the credit and blame. Oh, you're going to give me time on the show to do it? Yeah. Because I was going to break into Kill Me. You could do that, too. Okay. I, I, yeah, 11 o'clock, I was just doing breaking news, and then I was going to start talking about your trivia night. Is it, when, when you think about fundraising, and you think about how people, like, have you ever been asked to donate money to something, and you find out what the cause is, and you are excited to give the money? And then there are other times where you're asked to donate to something, and you're like, No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening at all. When when I see fundraisers out in the wild, you know, maybe it's for a baseball team. So my my mm-hmm. my my son's baseball team, any 14 you kids want to play baseball? My son's baseball team always does a March Madness bracket. And the people we ask to participate in that, I know care about my son's ability to play baseball. I don't just ask everybody because there's no obligation to do that. But those people who we ask are gen- genuinely happy to say, here's 25 bucks or whatever it might be. Some, some give more, whatever. There are so many opportunities for people. You, you think of fundraising and it's often in, in the vein of children and all that. But when you think of the idea that people all the time are seeing needs and creating solutions to fund those solutions, and then you look at our Congress and our president and, you know, it's it's the exact same thing with just a whole lot more zeros. How does the money come in? How does the money go out? The Washington, D.C. trip costs, I think it's like twelve hundred dollars a person or something like that. And I'm going with my son. It's two nights. We're flying out super early, I think, on a Wednesday and we're flying home in the evening on a Friday. It's going to be a whirlwind trip. It includes our food transportation for flying not not riding a bus which i was so grateful for but it costs that amount of money if we don't raise that amount of money it has to come from somewhere there's no like well this is the best we could do we spent more than we have 
and we'll just make the seventh graders pay for it you next can't year. Just print yeah. it. No, we'll just make the kindergartners pay for that when it comes time for them to take their eighth grade trip. You just, I mean, it's a teeny tiny number compared to what Congress is spending on any given day. But people do understand the concepts of spending, saving, working hard to sell extra pizzas to make sure that you meet your obligation. And the understanding that I have, if my son and myself, but if my son doesn't raise enough money to cover the cost of the trip, I will have to pay for it. That bill will come due and I will have to pay for it. Is it too simple to say that our legislature just doesn't have to play by the same rules? No, that, because they don't. I mean, when they, when they have the power to basically borrow unlimited from who knows what nation or print whatever they want, uh, there is no check on that unless people say there has to be. There are a lot of people in this country who want there to be, but there needs to be just a little bit more for us to get that done. I don't, I, I, I always think to myself about like, how do you make the message actually cut through? Because when it becomes a, when, when it's election time again and people are campaigning, there's so much noise and then there's the red sign and the blue sign and you know, it doesn't even really matter what the name on the sign is, you're voting for one or the other. Does the Democrat Party today stand for what the Democrat Party of your parents' generation stood for? Does the Republican Party today stand for what the Republican Party of your parents' generation stood for? You know, I, I put up on our Facebook page a post on President's Day, who's your favorite president? And so many people were putting Ronald Reagan, which is a perfectly good answer. And then a lot of other people were putting Donald Trump. But I don't, I don't know where Ronald Reagan fits into the Republican Party today. Like, I don't know on the spectrum where Ronald Reagan, because, I mean, he had a, it, it wasn't so much policy as it was method and process and delivery and resolve. I, you know, I, 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 would Ronald Reagan have been flexible on some policies that we have no flexibility on in the Republican Party right now? If, if you pulled Ronald Reagan out of the 80s and put him into the 2020s, would we go, he's a rhino? I, I don't think so because he had resolve. Because you felt like he stood for you and what you believed in. Uh, you know, when the government shows up saying they're here to help, it's like, what was uh, Joe Biden's phrase? You know the thing. You know the thing. <laughs> you know the thing. We don't, I, I, I feel like we measure our politicians and judge our politicians by the millisecond that passes. But the big picture, when you step back, it was like what I, what I was talking about yesterday about like relationships that people are losing right now all over Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is going to take up a maximum of maybe 12 years of your life. The four years he was the president, the four years he wasn't the president, the four years that he is the president. And then after that, there has to be something else. And relationships are being broken right now over this one individual person. And, and it's not even, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's over substance. It feels like it's over just endless emotion. And, you know, I'm somebody who looks at what Donald Trump stands for, and I think that his policies are clear winners across the board. But it's hard for me to think of somebody who hates Donald Trump that wants to sit down and listen to me talk about Donald Trump's policies. None of his policies even matter. They're willing to elect somebody who would be punitive to their own personal lot in life 
Because, you know, you know, they say things like Donald Trump, all he does is spew lies. That all he does is mislead or lie or whatever it is. I mean, the hatred is so beyond a political matter. It's a religious matter. It's a it's a situation that I don't relate to and I don't really understand how to respond to. And and, and my my thought process has been it's not worthy of response. Listen to this political commentator. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. So, Heidi... I gotta go look at your phonetical. Do you remember what it was? Presbola from Politico separates the wheat from the chaff, the Christian from the <laughs> Christian nationalists, and says, with with a tone of outrage to her voice, these Christian nationalists believe that their rights come from God. Is the part on here where she says not some government? As Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. We the people <laughs> of the United States. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can go and quickly see exactly where it says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, I think that there are people who are going to listen to this and go, oh, my gosh, that's unbelievable. She's talking about Christian nationalists thinking their rights come from God. The, the part here that I want to key in on for people who see this and become excessively outraged, maybe from our side of the aisle, but like almost emotionally uncontainable at the audacity of someone to say that these Christian nationalists, they actually believe that their rights come from God, even though I can just show you right here, verbatim, endowed by their creator. Don't ever forget that what she believes is also what we believe. Her religion is government. The idea that God gives us Our rights is a specific separator of who you are as an intrinsic human person to understand that your rights come from somewhere that makes it so government entities cannot take them away. Because if Congress gives you your rights, if if, if the government gives you your rights, if freaking Joe Biden gives you your rights, then they are all in a position to remove those rights. And in fact, in this country, they're not because we do acknowledge that our rights are endowed by our creator. Now, I'm a Lutheran. I mean, all three of us in here, we're Christians. All three of us are different denominations of of Christian, and we could probably get into the weeds about uh, theology and and liturgy and, and how you identify creator and so on and so forth. And you listening right now might have a very vague grasp on Christianity. You might be dabbling in it. You might have pushed it away as far as you can get it away from you. And you hear this and it makes you kind of roll your eyes. But it is really, really, really important now more than ever 
when the binary choice that you have in the leadership that you select to represent you in government, make sure that those people clearly understand that they do not gain the authority to remove your rights from you should they find themselves in that position of representative power. And there will be people pulling their hair out about what Heidi said there about, can you believe these Christian nationalists? This is not new information. They're more bold in what they're saying, but I think that's because they're getting a little more frightened at what the potential outcome is. Usually this kind of sentiment and emotion and spirit comes out when it gets agitated, when it gets frustrated, when it gets annoyed. The closer you get to the truth, the louder that opposition becomes, and it finds its way out into the open. It gives people like me an opportunity to come on here and insult her if I so choose or to run her down if I so choose. What I say to you is just don't forget the conversation that originates with the idea that we hold these truths to be self-evident. They're saying that this is obvious. It doesn't even need to be written into being because it is evident within itself that all men are created equal. I'd like to hear them go in on that part. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. No guarantee of happiness there. But definitely your ability to pursue it. Those do come from God. They come from a creator. Whomever you believe that creator to be, they sure as heck don't come from the government. And the second that the American people get behind this line of thinking and start thinking, yeah, you know what, well, the government does get to fortify and uh, support these rights that Americans get to have, then they get to manage them. They get to control them. They get to limit them. They get to regulate them. They get to take them. It's not a new sentiment. It's actually just kind of amazing that they're being so bold to say it out loud the way they are right now. And this is in an instance where government has expanded as big as it's ever been in my lifetime, for sure. I can't imagine a time where government has been bigger than it is right now. And they can't even ma manage their own budget. I'm going to go visit Washington, D.C. on a specific budget where I know to the penny exactly what I have to find, what I have to raise, what I have to fund in order to make it so that my son and myself can go be on this trip along with the class and all the other uh, families that are going along or parents there's one chaperone and I have my obligation and I know my obligation it'd be interesting to see some of these kids after doing all this fundraising teach some of the people in Washington DC a little bit about budgeting Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Joe DeVito is going to be on with us. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Writer, comedian, and regular panelist on Fox News' Gutfeld. We love talking to Joe DeVito. Go online to joedevito.com to learn more about him. He'll be with us when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Andy Fry Show. We appreciate you being with us each Friday. We're going to do X's and O's in the 2 o'clock hour. I'm not going to tell you yet who, but we have a very special guest coming in to play X's and O's. You're going to be very, very, very excited about it. So join us on the Andy Fry YouTube channel, and uh, we will be doing that at 2 o'clock for a recap of the week in news and whatever else Ryan Wiggins decides to throw in there. I'm going to get to our guest. I'm very excited. I love talking to Joe DeVito, famous comedian. Just go to JoeDeVito.com for proof. Joe, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, always good to talk to you guys. I, I love that intro. Uh, we have an exciting special guest coming up, but first. But first, wait, but first, yes, that's a that little tease. I, I, we were just talking about trivia nights, and have you ever, mm-hmm. I, I, are trivia nights nationwide? Is this, do every, does everybody do trivia nights? Have you ever been to a trivia night? People are into them. I like to think I've had a lot of trivial nights, but in more of an existential sense. Uh, that, here's what I've learned trying to do trivia nights. I think everyone should try them, because it's a good way to find out which of your friends are complete morons. <laughs> That's true. The people who, especially if there's a bar, eventually they're like by around six, seven, you don't even know where they are anymore. Oh, yeah. I've never looked at my friends and thought, you know, the, the way to get these guys smarter is to liquor them up a little bit. <laughs> Just but make them more my, fun. My friends have that. They have the very specific expertise. It's so specific. I can't think of the trivia contest where they're going to say, who, who did the artwork for a specific Iron Maiden album in 1985? And then the, I have at least six guys I could call for that. For anything else, completely useless. What is, if, have, you, have you been to Trivia Nights before? Have you participated in them? I, I remember, um, I, I've gone to a few. It, uh-huh. it's, like playing, it's like watching Jeopardy, that when you're watching it, every answer comes to you easily. But then when you're actually playing it, you feel like you had like a head wound moments before the contest. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, we're speaking with Joe DeVito. He is a regular panelist on Fox News uh, Gutfeld, but of course a writer and a comedian as well. You can find him at JoeDeVito.com. Um, I I always fret going to the trivia night and sitting down and they're like, welcome to Harry Potter trivia or something like that. And I'm like, oh crap, I should just go home right now. Is there anything that people are super, super into that you have just, it, that, you know, that pop culture thing just passed Joe DeVito by? Oh, well, anything pop culture, I tell people I, I'm with you up until about 1998. Mm. And then after that, I tap out. So if you want to know anything about 
uh, old MTV videos, <laughs> old uh, old music. I, I'm good. I, I know that down to the nitty gritty. But I, I really, uh, it makes me feel like I've been in a coma. And I, I and I certainly don't feel bad. You know, I, mm-hmm. it's like when I hear younger people talk about, um, you know, they talk about who has Riz. I think, oh, I, I don't know. It's, maybe they should go to they should go to get an ointment get for it, that. Get I, don't, that I can't help them. <laughs> Joe, this is Ryan. Uh, the important question here. Sure. How, do you, how do you feel about the ringer team that shows up at every single trivia night? Uh, can you identify them when you walk in the door? They have, like, uniforms? Yeah. Yeah, they come in, they're a little bit too serious. They're, 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 they do that thing where they have stacks of paper and they they aggressively shuffle them and bang them on the tabletops. And, yeah. It's like the same as Congress. They go, <laughs> yeah, right. they go in there and they act like they, they, they really know what's going on and, and they need everybody to, everybody to see it. And they, I mean, at this trivia nights, they're usually made up of a bunch of teachers and all three of us in here are married to teachers uh-huh. and we know those kind. Mm-hmm. I feel but, like Yeah, that. it's their moment to shine. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a little bit of like a we we're not maybe the best at everything in society, but tonight you're going to look at us and we're going to be wearing capes in your mind. <laughs> oh, and they're the same exact people that if you had a flat tire on the way home, completely useless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The shots fired. All the teachers are in school right now anyway. It's fine. Yeah, right. Everything's fine. Yeah. Joe, but they're, they're the kind of they're the kind of doctors that if if someone had a, a an attack of some type on an airplane, you're not yelling. We need a doctor. Is there a PhD on board? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. All right. Speaking of Jill Biden, when you look at Jill Biden <laughs> and you see what what Joe Biden is suffering from, which is just time. I think he's 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 a victim of time. Do you? Look at Jill Biden with the disdain that I, I, as a wife, and when I when I feel, when I see what she's allowing to happen to her husband, I question that yeah. relationship. Yeah, well, you know the the joke is, uh, you know, she's a doctor, but is she the type of doctor he needs? Because obviously not. I mean, you know, the kind of doctor Joe needs at this point is probably more someone from the coroner's office, mm. just to <laughs> balance off his if his embalming fluid levels are, are out of whack, they can. Give him a booster shot. Get a little more formaldehyde in there before a press conference. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very annoying when those people are like, "Ahem, doctor." Yeah, I guess. I don't even know if she's good. What is? And she, and I think her doctorate is in um, education. Like, how how much? It's like inception of useless acad- academic credits folding into each other. Like I'm 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 a. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine I'm having chest pains. Does anyone have tenure? <laughs> all the teachers are in school. All the teachers are in school. Yeah, do whatever you want. All, <laughs> all of our spouses are in school yeah. right now. Joe DeVito yeah. is with us right now. My understanding is that you are going to be at the Funny Bone Streets of St. Charles at the end of June, 27th through 29th. And Brad has told me that tickets are on sale right now. Yeah, you can go onto the website. They you have are. to. You have to scroll through the uh, the calendar to get there, but they're there. To June. That comes after May. So just keep scrolling and get your yes. tickets to see Joe DeVito. When when you are doing your comedy sets, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't even imagine what we're going to be talking about in June, at least from a political realm, because, of course, you're steeped in that as well. But, like, the Joe Biden stories, now that we have a, a category, a folder to put his elder, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, <laughs> like, we can put everything post the her report goes in that folder and it has a name and a label now. What's that? What does that look like to you in the end of June? That's a lot more time to pass that could have yeah. drastic implications on, on the political world. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, especially when I, I heard the results of the her report. And I appreciate his name actually telling us his pronouns. Yeah. I thought that was nice of him. Um, when he said he's a, a well-meaning elderly man who has problems with his memory, and I really was just assuming the next line was going to be, so he doesn't get to be president anymore. Yeah, wrong assumption. That's, you, you, yeah, and, and uh, that's a pretty, pretty good legal defense, though, that even if I did it, I didn't know I was doing it because I'm too old. I can't wait to use that one myself. <laughs> so, Joe, whenever... Uh, they uh, they say, you know, Joe Biden, he, sure, he's old. I mean, we'll admit that. But so is Trump. Does Joe DeVito go, doggone it, they really got me there? <laughs> well, I mean, look, they're both old. This is, you know, this is the first election where the, your third party threat is natural causes creeping <laughs> up on these guys. But I, I can't. I, yes, it's a legitimate point. I wish we had done a better job of getting the, the next generation of people in line instead of going back to, you know, three or four generations ago with these, these old guys. Uh, but if you, if you put them side by side, who's got more energy, who is clearly more connected with reality? I don't, I don't think it's even close. And Joe Biden doesn't even, he really is sad. He's not even the Joe Biden he was two years ago. Yeah. And that Joe Biden doesn't compare to the one, uh, you know, you see him from the 80s and 90s, and you just think, look how robustly he's able to lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been consistent in that, though. He's really carried that through the decades and the decades and the decades that he has been in office. Joe DeVito with us right now. Go get your tickets for his show at the end of June on the website for The Funny Bone in the Streets of St. Charles. Really recommend, if you've, especially if you've never been to a comedy show, go to this. I, I went to the first one. I think it was when Jamie Lisso was in town. I'd never been to one oh, before. Yeah. And I just laughed so hard. And I, it felt so good to laugh so hard. We're steeped in all of this muck. And, you know, you like, you're like you talking about natural causes with the president. That's funny because there's a huge element of truth to it. It's only going to get nastier as time goes on. How do you feel people, how do you, how do you see laughter and your ability to make jokes about these things that are important things kind of being like a public service almost for the people who you see across the country? Oh, well, yeah, I think, I don't know. <laughs> if we're not laughing, I don't know what else we're doing. We're <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you need it. And you, you, I heard you speaking earlier about the, the fundraisers and we do fundraisers at the comedy shows all the time. And that, it, it, it's a nice way to, to get an audience in there and, and actually feel like we're making a contribution with what we do. The only thing I don't like is sometimes at the comedy clubs, they'll stack up a bunch of fundraisers in the same night and it'll be for one will be for kids, soccer team matching socks. And then the other one will be, you know, little, little Jenny has leprosy. It's hard. That's really yeah, hard. and then you look, and the soccer team's attendance is blowing away, and you'll be like, oh, sucks to be you, little Jenny, because <laughs> they should throw you some of those socks because your toes are falling off. You're not raising any money for your leprosy. <laughs> so that, that, that part, it gets a little dicey. But, yeah, yeah, it is nice that we're able to um, give something back to society, especially after knowing someone like me who's taken so much. Yeah, you feel like you can kind of come back around and, and give back to the people, the capital yeah, P people. Yeah, especially... It just feels so much better when it's not court ordered. <laughs> it's a little, a little more genuine and um, altruistic, yeah. Joe, we, we love having you on. Before we let you go, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what your full capacity is at Fox News, but we see you on Gutfeld regularly. I, my understanding is that you write for Gutfeld. That story has been, or that show has been on Fox News now for some time. 
And it has staying power. I think I just saw Jimmy Kimmel. Did, is it true that he said that this is like his last contract or something like that? Uh, I saw Jimmy Fallon doing a skit where he was dressed up as Joe Biden and he was a Joe Biden TikTok yeah. thing or whatever. And I kind of wonder if late night TV has so far jumped the shark um, on the mainstream alphabet channels that what you guys have done with Gutfeld is going to have to be the new thing that people are going to come back when they reprogram these shows when they come off yeah. NBC or whatever. They're going to have to look more at what you guys are doing and take a page out of your book. Well, you know, I'm not sure who said it. Uh, someone who said that things that can't go on forever won't. And I think those shows are, you see them dropping off. It's so funny because they don't even talk about our show. We, we're getting monster ratings and they won't even include us in the discussion of these other shows. Is there a technical um, reason for that? Or is it just to make sure that they don't expose, like give you any more exposure? I, I think it's both. I mean, it, we moved to 10 p.m., so technically we're not late night. Okay. And, and that, technically that starts at 11. But even when we were, we were creaming just about everybody, and they, they wouldn't talk about it. But you, you look at the, some of the shows that James Corden, when he, he not only left, he killed the, the late, late show. The, the show was being replaced by, by a, a game show. So we didn't even notice. Plus, this is what we were laughing at, is that when James Corden had his sign-off, he did a farewell to all his staff. And we're watching, we're thinking, well, how gigantic is the staff of this guy's show? He's, mo he's known for doing karaoke in a car. How many people does it take to do? You can do that while you're going through a car wash. And he's got millions of people on his staff. Of course, at Gutfeld, we've, we've got about 15 people. So it's, it's nice. I, I don't want to be... Uh, as much of a hater, but it's, it's good to see that that kind of show is, is going the way of the Dodo because they, they're up there. They're insulting half the country all of the time. They're not even trying to be funny. I mean, you have to give us credit that sure we have our point of view, but we're, we're, we're prepared to be ridiculous. We want to make you laugh. And these other shows, they're just, no, no, they're just snotty people. And I don't feel bad about seeing them get what's coming their way. Yeah. You know, Joe, I, I completely agree. Like what I, when I watch Gutfeld, I see jokes being lo lodged at lobbed at everybody. There's if Donald Trump says something ridiculous, you guys play it and you laugh about it. And it's funny to us, too. Like if, I just because I'm maybe laughing at Donald Trump that night doesn't mean I'm not <laughs> voting for him in November. I mean, I, yeah. I've got my own brain cells to work with. I'm not waiting for Fox News to come on and tell me what to do and think. But you're talking about these these big late night shows having these massive staffs and sucking, and then there's Fox News <laughs> with 15 people, and you're killing it. What a great analogy to what the uh, sympathetic political parties to each of those entities do when they go to Washington, D.C. The idea that one of them's like, get everybody in here, let's expand this, let's make it big, and it still sucks. And then you get good people <laughs> who know what they're doing and are, com are yeah. dedicated to the product, and you don't need to have all that extra uh, stuff around you to be successful. And, and the Gutfeld Show and you, Joe DeVito, I know as a writer there and as a, a regular guest, you guys are killing it every night. Well, thanks. Yeah, we're, we're having fun. And it's, if anybody thinks we don't make fun of ourselves, just listen to the way Greg introduces us. It's, yeah. There are times where it's, I think, like, come on, man, my parents watch this show. Like, <laughs> go, go easy. Or even the introductions for Jamie Lisso. Oh, yeah. It's just, con oh, it's just contest to, and I'm like, guys, he's, he really did get divorced. So <laughs> that happened. On him. Yeah. 
I, I talk I, about is kids don't recognize them. I'm like, guys, come on. It is. Uh, it is relentless, but we keep tuning in. Joe, we look forward to having you in St. Louis, uh, St. Charles, once again at the end of June. And I want to encourage people to go get those tickets now. You will not regret going to the Funny Bone on the streets of St. Charles, seeing Joe DeVito hang out. And I'm, i got to check my calendar. I'm going to definitely try to catch one of those shows when you're in town this June. So we look forward to seeing you when you get here. It's always a good time. All right. Joe, thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. He's a writer, comedian, and a regular panelist on Fox News' Gutfeld. You can follow him on Twitter. Go tell him hi and thanks for coming on. If you, if you enjoy Gutfeld, tell him that. And you can follow him on Twitter at Joe DeVito Comedy. And uh, let him know what you think. JoeDeVito.com. Get your tickets for June 27th through 29th at the streets of St. Charles. Quick break. When we come back, be or not the be? Yeah. Man, I've, so, I've seen some really good B articles in the last week. I might have Okay, I hope so, because they're fantastic. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! The B or not the B. That was great. That was my best one yet. That was hot and it just broke into that song like, shut up. <laughs> Let's get fade. All right. B or not the B. These are, of course, headlines that are either real or they're satire from the Babylon Bee. You got to tell me whether they are real or satire. Let me know what you think. Here's the first one. New York mayor warns migrants if they keep attacking New York Police Department officers, they'll be downgraded to four-star hotels. Oh, I, this, I'm not even, this has to be it. It is the B, it is the B. Quote, we're sending a strong, clear message that we mean business, said Mayor Eric Adams sternly. If you mess with New York's finest, you're going to have to have a slightly less luxurious stay. <laughs> you can kiss those swan-shaped folded bath towels and mints on your pillow goodbye. That's how serious we take protecting our boys in blue added Mayor Adams. No more Mr. Nice Mayor. Gone are the days of hospitalizing local law enforcement by day and sleeping on 10,000 thread count Egyptian sheets by night. According to sources, many New Yorkers have heavily criticized the mayor's new proposal, calling it a full-blown humanitarian crisis and a racist affront to migrant dignity. Sometimes these Babylon Bee articles make me laugh at first, and by the end of reading it, I'm furious. (laughs) Yeah, you're going, oh yeah, that's real. Uh, Yeah, like the headline was written really, really well, and now you're just telling us what's happening. Yeah, here's the facts. 
Funny headline with real facts. All right, next one. Study shows 10 out of 10 babies prefer female breasts. <laughs> In my experience. I don't know. This could be a real story. I mean, it's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. I think this is a B article, but it's addressing a real story. It is the B. Oh. The study which looked at over 12,000 infants in labor and delivery facilities across the nation found that results were universal and had no ex ex exceptions whatsoever. Quote, in virtually every case, we found that babies much preferred a mother's breast milk over the artificial drug-induced green fetish fluid squeezed out of the all gross right, male all nipple. All right, all right, oh. all right, all right, all right. Next story. Next one. Please. George Santos sues Barf. Jimmy Kimmel for deception. I'm going with Santos and saying this is real. This yeah. is real. This is real. Love. In his lawsuit. <laughs> Carry on. In his lawsuit, Santos alleged Kimmel was guilty of deceiving him into making cameo videos under false pretenses. Uh, the defendants openly admitted to deceiving the plaintiff, says the lawsuit. Uh, it, it basically, the show was asking him to do cameos that weren't for real people, and then they were just airing them. <laughs> did they pay him? <laughs> they did pay him. How much is a cameo for George Santos? I, last I checked, I thought it was five hundred. What? That, that's that's just off the back of my head, though. I, I don't know. Why does Santos care? I does, guess because they're this, making fun of him. Does this violate his standards? It says that under the guise of fandom, soliciting personalized videos only to then broadcast these on national television across social media channels for commercial gain. They said that violates that's the terms. That's free pub. Yeah, it's a Kimmel poke fun at the ironic nature of the lawsuit during his Tuesday program, as you can imagine, saying, quote, if there's one thing George Santos will not stand for, it's using a fake name under false pretenses. I've got George Santos prices here. $20 for a message and $350 for a personal video. I don't, I don't think that there's an, ang an angrier gremlin on the face of the planet than Jimmy Kimmel. I agree. Yeah, it's rough. I hope he loses. I, uh, I want George Santos to win that. Well, I mean, I'll cheer for him, but I just, like, there is no part of Jimmy Kimmel's egotistical drip that makes me want to see any more of it. The self-serving, out-of-touch, look-down-on-you attitude that Jimmy Kimmel has is so off-putting. But if you're, if, if you're living your life in the circle of the people who affirm your importance all the time, then... How would he how would he know? Why would he care? His his checks cash, apparently, with George Santos. And so why would he care? But that doesn't mean he's not an absolutely detestable, unfunny, useless person to the masses. But yeah. I digress. Yeah, it's it's hard because when I see the clips, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's funny, but I also it feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like it just made me feel kind of bad. Jimmy Fallon. Do you have a different feeling about Jimmy Fallon compared to Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, I, I also think he, that he's talented, but I, I don't. I, I don't think feel, Jimmy Kimmel's talented. Oh, I do, but I, I, I don't feel as bad when I watch a Jimmy Fallon clip. It just feels a little lighter. I feel like Jimmy Fallon desperately wants to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I, I don't. I feel like Jimmy Kimmel desperately wants to make people angry so that people will laugh with him at them. Yeah, I, a, I can't really argue with that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, which that's sucks. perfect. Next one. <laughs> Is it time for a more subtle view on cannibalism? 
This is real. This is real. This is real. I have the story. No, really? I do. Oh, no. It is real. It's to feed the hungry people. I have to, <laughs> I have to oh, read no. the paragraph in here that I pulled out. Ethically, it's awful. cannibalism poses fewer issues than you might imagine. Oh, oh no. my God. This oh. is from a scientific oh. journal. If a body can be bequeathed with consent to medical science, why can't it be left to feed the hungry? Mm. This is real. Mm. Our aversion has been explained in various ways. Perhaps it's down to the fact that in Western religions, traditions, bodies are seen as the seat of the soul. Just didn't see the slippery slope being this slippery. Yeah, it's pretty quick, isn't it? It's very fast. It's pretty steep. Yeah. Uh, I love the end of this. It says, well, maybe it's culturally ingrained with roots in early modern colonialism when racist stereotypes of the cannibal were concocted to justify subjugation. Civilization? <laughs> my gosh. They're, they're bringing racism in. Oh my gosh. Just to yeah. make sure. The reason we don't want people to eat other people is because of racism? Maybe there's a history of That's, racism there. Maybe it's because we don't want people to eat other people. Maybe, maybe we should find ways to feed people outside of feeding dead bodies to them because they're so impoverished and they can't eat. You want... Look at the demographical breakdown of poverty across the globe and then find out who's going to have to be eating people. Annie, this what? is from a scientific journal. Trust well, the science. Here's the other side. Yeah, it's from the capital T-S science. If we science. need to feed people, maybe we shouldn't be putting outrageous climate restrictions on farmers in different countries so that they can actually grow the food that feeds people. Brad, you eat your friends a, and you shut up. This is supposed to be a fun segment. I'm, I'm not eating my I friends, am, Ryan. I feel a little hostile like a funny Willis... Angry witness in a witness stand right now. I'm not. I'm. I. I need a five minute break. Your shirts on backwards too. No, it is not. <laughs> she looked down. Though. Zippers in the she front. She looked down. Zippers in the front. It is. Last one. Because it's a quarter zip shirt, and here's the logo, right here. <laughs> Thanks for the proof. (laughs) Democrats concerned Biden may be too old to finish destroying country. Say again. Democrats concerned Biden may be too old to finish destroying the country. Wow. Until you got to destroying (laughs) B. It is the B, though Democrat Party power brokers agree that Biden has served his purpose well in hoping... To push the United States closer to the brink of collapse, they agree that his advanced age may make it impossible for him to finish the job. It's a shame he's so old because he's done such a tremendous job of being awful, said one party (laughs) official. Thanks for that. All right, Bing. (laughs) You let this fly. Ten seconds of Bing Crosby, palate cleanser, whatever we missed this week when we come back and ask us anything in the YouTube chat. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 